Chef Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like board that up or something, you know? Then jumped onto Wikipedia and was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, um, as, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there, you have tuned into episode 20 of the Star Wars Archives, the Utini Network podcast where we take a random Star Wars topic and explain the living Bantha Pudu out of it. I am Jose, aka Joxie in the Utiniverse. I have watched all Star Wars canon movies and TV shows. I have read 42 and a quarter Star Wars book, <laughs> and I own 15 of them. And I'm Trev, keeper of a timeline pages over at Utini.com. I've spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media, and I own possibly over 1,000 Star Wars books and comics. Now I say possibly because... So you know these Marvel epic collections that come out, but combine loads of volumes of different comics together. Yeah. Every time I buy one of them, I sell the rest of them on eBay. <laughs> and I see my comic shelf dwindling. So I bought the, the Old Republic Omnibus and the Afro Omnibus. Yeah. Thing, which means everything else goes on eBay. I'm not sure I'm at a thousand anymore. Okay. I think my numbers have dropped. I need to have a count, but yeah, I think I've dropped. You might need to spend a weekend counting every single book again. Hey, I've got a spreadsheet for this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> of course, I have. All right. What's, what's your What's your one quarter? Um. Oh well, I started reading uh the Rising Storm. It's good, isn't and it? It's yeah. I'm really enjoying it's, it, but there's really so many good. chapters, and that's why I'm like, I assume I'm at about a quarter at this point, because it's like 60 I read about a third chapters. of it in one sitting. No, just, it's great. Just banged it out. Great. And hold on, we still have one other person in here. We do, Heather. I am still here. Yes. Oh, yes. Hi, I'm Heather. <laughs> um, yes, I'm Heather. I also do things for Utini. Um, as of now, I am uh, guest starring in a podcast. <laughs> and uh, if I remember right, I had like around 150 Star Wars books. You can refer to the last episode for like, the exact number. <laughs> but I know I have read around like maybe 77 books. The last one I did read was The Rising Storm. Yeah. And it has so many chapters because, and this is not necessarily a bad thing, but some of the chapters are only like one or two pages long. So that's why it has like 60 something yeah. chapters. But it's, it's about the same size as any other book. They just really like to um, break it up a lot. But it's good. Yeah. It's good. I recommend so it. So you finished it, yeah? I did, yes. Yeah. I, I did that thing. Uh, I think I mentioned it on the last week's episode or the last episode. I've put Rising Storm down to read Race to Crash Point Tower because I heard that chapter 22 of Rising Storm was a good place to stop. <sighs> so that one is down. I'm reading Race to Crash Point Tower. See how that pans out, and then I will go back to Rising Storm. Because if nothing else, I have to read things in timeline that, order. That is a very <laughs> Trevor thing to do. So, but Trevor, why don't you? Uh, for if I mean, I don't know why anyone would be 
listening to us right now for the first time, if you are, go listen to our previous episode where we actually started this whole three-part um, A New Hope watch-along. But just in case, Trev, why don't you tell our listeners what we do here? So if you are joining us for the first time, it's a largely unscripted show where once we've decided on a topic, and Jose's already said, but this is the second of a three-episode bonanza, um, <laughs> Jose will do whatever research he wants to. I'll do as little research as possible, and we could talk about anything Star Wars-related. Legends, canon, books, comics, TV, video games. Who knows? And we'll hopefully keep you entertained and informed over the next hour. That's right. Thank you for that reminder, Trev. And yeah, so last time we, we started A New Hope, we paused it right before going into the cantina. So we'll be covering the next 45 minutes or so of the movie today. But before we hit play, let's just do a little bit of housekeeping. Um, you know, this show is possible thanks to all the people supporting us, either through uh, Patreon subscriptions or getting some of our merch. If you would like to help us out as well, then... Um, go get your Star Wars-inspired merch on utini.com slash merch. We have t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, pint glasses. There's a bunch of different things in there that we've designed. So go check it out. Um, and also go to patreon.com slash utini. And when you become a member, not only will you get access to all of our episodes in advance, you also get a bunch of other utini member exclusives. Like, uh, well, Cafe is another one that also gets released early. And there's a bunch of, you get... Um, merch discounts and actually here's here's a good tip trev um if you become a patron right there's there's all these different levels there's like a five dollar level uh -huh. there's a ten dollar one there's a i think there's a 31 and then there is a 50 dollar uh patreon level that's that one's called the jedi high council and if you become a jedi high council like member that includes this welcome package that has a hoodie, a t-shirt, and a mug. If you were to buy those three items separately on the merch like store, that's actually more than 50 bucks. So you go to Patreon, you get the $50 uh, uh, Jedi High Council level, get all the free merch, get all the other like Utini like member exclusives, and then you know then you can like lower down to the next tier on you know the next month or something, but just go in there and get that first, uh, you know, get all that free stuff. And, uh, and actually, you also get a discount code to get 20% off the merch. So, I don't know. I think it's a pretty good deal. Um, so, I don't know. Sounds like a win-win right? to me. Right, right. I, 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 I think I, Jose is downplaying his merch there. So, Jose <laughs> was just talking about how we design this merch. Jose designs all the merch. If you watch any of our live streams... Living Force, Cosmic Force, Legends Look Back, Bounty Hunt, all these adverts that you see for our merch, that is all Jose. Don't let him downplay it. <laughs> these t-shirts, and they're fantastic. You should def Whether you're a Patreon or not, snap up some amazing Utini merch. Well, yes, that's, that's also true. Um, they are very good-looking shirts. And <laughs> um, all right, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm ready to get going and keep watching this movie with you guys. Do you guys uh, have anything else to say, or should we just hit play? Heather, Trev? Let's get this started. All right. Okay, so we are at 44 minutes and 49 seconds on the Disney watch party. Now, last episode, we were saying pause, play, whenever we stopped it. We're going into the cantina. 
I've got a lot to say about this. So if it's all right with you guys, I'm just going to take control of a pause button. We'll pause it and stop it, and hopefully I'll get the timings right. And then we can give a time check at the end of it. How does that sound? Yeah, I think that, sound, that sounds reasonable. But before you do hit play, Heather and I, as you, as you were like setting up everything for the show, we were like just going back and forth with <laughs> what we're seeing on screen right now. And I think we kind of have to like talk about some of these things now that we're re recording. Right, okay. Heather? Right. And you know what? Fine. Okay, I'll say it because it's bothering me. It's like right <laughs> in the middle of this particular shot. The It looks like the building has a nose ring. I wasn't going to say it, but you know what? I'm saying it. And like, okay, Jose, I know that you said it's probably for like tying up your mount, which is like the most reasonable like thing, right? I mean, but there is an actual dew back there. Not yeah. tied, not tied to anything. I'll. <laughs> Well, we but don't know. There's a head in the way. Just maybe this building is trying to be styling, okay? And, like that's the, that's what I'm going with because it does look kind of cool. I'll give he it that. See, Heather, you. I'm more fixated on the fact that in this particular shot. So again, 44 minutes and 49 seconds. 3PO looks like he's got a catheter bag. There's a tube <laughs> coming out of his ass. Down to his I leg. I thought you were oh going to say it looks like he has a dump truck. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Um, I mean, th I've, that's not what I'm saying. I thought I've, that's what you were going to say. Yes. I've never noticed 3PO's catheter bag before. That's quite disturbing. <laughs> well, he has to get some of that oil out somehow, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I do want to point out, so there's this hairy creature on the left, right? Which, you know, the hair itself looks like it would be a bantha of some kind. But it does look a lot smaller and scrawnier and with chicken legs. Um... So I'm not really sure what that is. And it Maybe is Maybe it's a tall hairy chicken. <laughs> this, we, with four legs. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> yes, everyone knows about this tall hairy chicken, Tatooine chickens. <laughs> but yeah, that's something I'm like I don't I'm not really quite sure what this is. It is tied to one of these rings though. So that would be that was what I was trying to say that uh you know what these rings are for, but I you know I do like Heather's um, interpretation better. It's a lot more fun. Um, maybe it's a blurg chicken, one of those things <laughs> from Mandalorian. Maybe, maybe. Um, and the other thing that that we were like talking about are these three Jawas sitting right outside the cantina, and we were trying to figure out why they're sitting outside the cantina. So, Trev, I don't think you were hearing us when we were talking about this. I, I wasn't, but as so. soon as you say this, I have a theory. Okay. Which I was going to dress earlier, right? So, you know when these guys walk in the cantina and the bartender says, no droids? Yes. So that's been a thing, obviously, since 77. Yes. And in hindsight of the rest of the saga, and this actually didn't click to me until maybe a year or two ago, after The Mandalorian. Because obviously The Mandalorian hates droids because of his experiences during the Clone Wars. Yes. So you can look on this scene in context, but that's a galaxy-wide sentiment. Everyone hates droids because of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Because of the the army of battle droids, etc., etc. Sure. So these guys are waiting for the droids to be told, no, you can't come in. And then oh. they're literally there to jump on them for scrap. That's actually pretty close to what Heather was uh, thinking that they were doing here. Right, Heather? Yeah, basically, they're just, like, um, waiting for any opportunity to take what they want. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're scavengers. Yeah. That's what they do. See, my my thinking was a little more uh, morbid. <laughs> I, I hate Why does that not I don't surprise want to hear it again. So, <laughs> I'm thinking that these are three Jawas that escaped the crawler um, from earlier when they were attacked by the stormtroopers. And oh, okay. They, so, the displaced Jawas. Yeah, so they're actually homeless and all their like family and friends have been killed. And these three either ran away right when they saw it happening. So they're actually really like sad and depressed because they should have, they think, you know, they should have stayed there and help out or something. Or, you know, so they're, maybe they're feeling guilty about it. Or they're literally like the only ones who survived and they are just like depressed and drunk. I mean, look at that one in the middle there. Like the way his head is tilted, like they're not very happy Jawas. So something happened to these three that are now homeless without a crawler to live in. I I think I prefer my version. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I think your 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 versions sound more accurate. I think I'm just trying to give a little bit more context and background to as to why now they're like getting scraps out of a cantina. You you can keep that as your headcanon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, I think we're all ready now to to get inside the cantina because uh, that's enough for what's happening right outside. It's like so, that meme from Eric Andre, like "Let me in, let me in." <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. So in. before we go in, so I've read uh, obviously ton of legends. I've only read from a certain point of view, A New Hope, once. Um, you guys may have read it more, so everything I talk about is going to be predominantly legends. I just need to throw that out. So, if you guys want to chime in with what the canon equivalent may be of his characters, then we'll we'll go from there. Sure. But like I said, I'm going to be hitting pause a lot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, we, we're ready for this. <laughs> okay, so 44 minutes and 44 seconds, we're going to press play now. Um, and I'm pausing already. So, straight in the oh, middle, gosh. the little triangle guy. <laughs> so, he's an Arcona. I don't know who this character is, but he's an Arcona. Okay. On the left, you've got the Shastavian Wolfman. The Wolfman, yep. Now, we're going to talk about him later. Apparently, this is an actual different character from the Shastavian Wolfman we're going to talk about later. Oh, okay. The guy on the right, I can't remember what species he is. Originally, I wrote down Gotol, but he's not a Gotol, because we'll talk about Gotols later. But there's a Star Wars Tales comic based around Yaddle. You know, the female Yoda. Yeah. That's from episode one, Phantom Menace. The, the one she gets trapped down a well for... Yeah. Yeah. She gets trapped down a well for decades, and it was one of his species that was responsible for that. So I can't remember the name of species right now, but that's the first thing that comes to mind when I see this guy. Well, so, he doesn't look very friendly. Um, it seems like he's a, got a like of bionic eyes or something, right? Like he has like it looks like two little like telescope eyes. Yeah, with a little horn in the middle. Yeah. So then, if we press play again, I'm going to be pausing again very, very I do shortly. Like this guy's glittery eyes, though. They're fun. And pause again. So here we have. Uh, so this is Muftak. So Muftak, the little furry guy. Well, not little. He's massive. Yeah. Four eyes. Uh, snout for so he's Muftak the Towels, so they're based on Alzok 3. That's their home planet. That's just got a shout out in um, the Rising Storm, the new High Republic book. Mm-hmm. So he's partnered up with uh, Cabe, the uh, 
Chad Rafan. We'll see him in a bit. So you've got Biff there. I'm guessing this is one of the band members just on his day off. Not on his day <laughs> off, on his break, maybe. Um, I mean, the song's playing. Maybe he's not on his break. Maybe he's yeah, not part of his band, but he's definitely a bit. He's a groupie. She's a groupie. Maybe. And then they this are guy on this guy on the right hand side. The Everyone's guy who looks a groupie. Like... <laughs> <laughs> These are all so groupies. This guy on the right hand side who literally looks like he's been doused in oil, like some sort of Bond girl. Yeah. Dude. So he's a weird one because I know his name is Jazz Pure. It's, it's spelt completely different. Jazz but Pure. The only reason I know that is so it's D J A S. Okay. Jazz. I'm guessing it's a silent D. And P U H R. I'm good. So Jazz Pure. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. The only reason I know that is because he was in, you know, those um, trading card games you used to have back yeah. in the 90s. He had a card in that. He was named. He was also used in the episode one adventure, Young Choose Your Own Adventure books. Jeez. <laughs> this is what goes through my mind when I watch this stuff. If I yeah. hadn't gone through this already and paused it and made notes off the top of my head. Yeah. You could blink and miss this guy. But he has it. Everyone here has a history and a background. Of course. That particular one just sticks in my mind for some random reason. Well, everyone knows that Jazz Pure is a purist of the jizz music genre. So. Oh, I love jizz. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, What's wrong? It's, it's good music. It's very I'm... good music. Um, it, it is, <laughs> and and Jazz Pure <laughs> agrees, um, and um, and yeah. Um, Sh- what do, shall I hit play? Yeah, what do we hit play right now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're playing again now. And, okay, pausing right here. Okay, so this two, this guy on the left oh, the with the man. complete lack of facial expressions, he. They didn't spend a lot of money on this guy. You can see that he's not going to blink. His mouth is fixed in that grin. Now, he's a goatle. Uh-huh. So you're right. Goat man. He is a goatle. That's his species. They're force sensitive in a way as a hereditary trait is that they feel the force in their horns. So if anyone's using a force, their horns kind of vibrate in a weird way. So they're sensitive of force in their own manner. Uh-huh. Do you think like their horns are valuable? Like people try to take them for the black market? Oh, that would make complete sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, they're full of midichlorians. Like the 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 living force version of ivory. Yeah. And then the guy on the right with the beak. That's a beak. I've, I, it it is a beak. I've been racking my brains trying to remember their species and I just couldn't bring it to mind. I really couldn't. But they have been seen in various comics and stuff. I admit failure there. We should have got Jared to do this bit as a test. That would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's hit play again. Yeah. Oh, look at this one. I don't know much about this guy, but I he's like smoking. Him. I like him. Oh, there's a, there's and then an we get the whole man. It, there's loads of people I like there. Generic astronaut. Yes, right, yeah. right. <laughs> oh, here's like a bat 
man. So that's, that's <laughs> Cabe. That's, that's Cabe. That's the Chadra fan. So he's uh, Muftak's best buddy in Legends. Oh. But the big furry guy with the four eyes, their best buddies trying to do all sorts of capers. I'm pretty sure they're both in, from a certain point of view, as buddied up together as well. So they're best mates, you know? Okay. Little and large. They're really good. And got a bad he head. basically just keeps asking for Jawa juice. And the barman's like, yeah, just go away. Here's, here's Jawa juice. Go away. But he's in Legends, he's like a proper drunk. <laughs> he's literally... <laughs> A gambling addict and a drunk, and they just want him to go away and be quiet. Is Jawa juice uh, an alcohol? I think so, yeah. It's not blue milk. So, okay. yeah, I think Jawa juice is like the, the drink of choice in in the cantina. Is it? Oh, I thought that's literally what you got from juicing a Jawa. That's what I was going to ask now. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> is, is, Are you okay? <laughs> is that what those three got, Jawas were waiting for outside? Maybe they were. They are the to source. The they are the source of the Jawa Heather! juice. What? That's one of the most morbid things I've ever heard. Oh, you maybe, don't have to. You don't maybe, have to kill them to get their juice. Maybe you just milk them. <laughs> That's even worse. There's other ways. <laughs> Hit and play again. Go for you it. Know, you asked me to be on the show. <laughs> I know. I just want to remind you. No, this is perfect. This is why. Okay. This is why okay, we want so you here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go on a Legends tangent before I hit play. Okay. So this is... The barman there is Wurra, right? That's his name. Wurra. Sure. And obviously we all know that Greedo dies, right? He gets <gasps> shot by Hanson. No. So in Legends, Wurra's got a seller of trying to concoct the perfect drink. And after Greedo dies, he drags Greedo's body down to his basement in Legends to hook him up to his little distillery to use his blood to make the perfect drink. See? So Jawa juice, <laughs> juice could very much be made out so of... So you weren't a million miles off. Right. <laughs> Heather knows. <laughs> okay. Uh, play him. I mean... Oh, and oh, I paused it on the black screen. There we go. You so can, this guy, you can milk a Jawa. <laughs> You're still on that. <laughs> uh, uh, no one wants to see Jawas being milked, Jose. No one needs to see that. I mean, no, speak for yourself. It's been happening. Yeah. <laughs> where's where's it? Where's the comic book? I mean, on... I'm kind of curious. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got evaporator farm like farmers, and you got. Jawa milk farmers, why not? <laughs> Jawa milkers. Yeah, Jawa milkers. <laughs> that was a sigh. Trev, Trev, Trev is here trying to like be uh, like serious about the aliens in the cantina, and you and I are just talking <laughs> about milking Jawas. Um, so, okay, who is this devil man, and can he be milked? <laughs> <laughs> not, not this guy. You, Jose, you will like this guy. I don't like. So this guy's... I don't like his face. So he should his be brushing his name... teeth more often. So he's the Deveronian, the guy with the two hooks, yeah, uh, two horns. Yeah, Deveronian, that's the species. His full name is Cardu Simalek, but his not his nickname, but his alias is called Labria. He's the butcher of Montellian Surat. He's got loads of history. He's not a nice guy, but he's a music lover. Ah, he's in this. He's in this bar. He loves jizz too because he loves the band. <laughs> he's literally being bounty hunted from one age of the galaxy to the next. In in these twenty twenty years, he's what you'd call a vinyl purist. He's like <laughs> looking for the best music, the best collection, 
he's a, he's a kind of in his retirement age of bounty hunting. Okay. So it's all about the music to him, and he's traveled far and wide to see these guys, and it's just such a weird backstory. It is a weird. My backstory. guess is he can be milked, but it'll be very difficult. He's not just like gonna sit back and let you. No, okay, like no. he's gonna make you work for it. Right. Yeah, you gotta have, you know, <laughs> dine him first, and uh, you know, then maybe he'll let you. Trevor, are you okay? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. No, I am not okay. <laughs> so, for anyone just listening, I nearly spurted coffee out of my nose, but it's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. I can I can see that milking is going to be an ongoing topic. Yes. <laughs> that our episode could be renamed to like, <laughs> which which uh, Star Wars aliens can be milked. Um, all okay. right. Shall I, shall I press play? <laughs> yes. Go for it. Okay, so press and play. And then we get the band. So this is Figure and Dan and the modal nodes. Yes. So they want to leave Figure Tatooine. Figure and Dan is the one in the middle. Mm-hmm. I know at least, not at least one of them. I know the name of one of them and one of them alone off the top oh. of my head, which is Drake. Um, Figure and Dan is playing the clue horn. Mm-hmm. Him on the left of our screens is playing the Omni horn. Mm-hmm. And yes, Heather, they are playing jizz music. Look at those. Oh, yay. Look at, <laughs> look at those hands, though. Look at those joints. I mean, that is particularly creepy. Yeah. But also, this song is called Mad About You. And Ho- Jose, you're kind of a 90s kid, same as me. Do you remember the band, British band called Ash? I do. Sang Girl From Mars and... Um, all of that sort of stuff. They covered this song oh. on the B side of Girl from Mars, like a rock version of it. That's and it's incredible. Oh, I'll have to look that up. I mean, they're massive Star Wars fans. Like their debut album literally opened with the sound of a TIE fighter. The last song on that album was called Light Side, Dark Side. They used a sample from a holiday special of all things. Amazing. So they were massive Star let's, Wars nerds. Let's make sure to, to get the YouTube uh, links to these songs if we can and put them on the Discord. I, think I, might, I might drop a clip in here and try and skirt copyright rules. Uh, <laughs> they will notice. <laughs> about this size probably in one sitting i want to say about 10 gallons yeah you think <laughs> they do <laughs> have ma- they do have massive heads so they might if they like you think they store some of it in their heads i think that is why they have big heads too okay like... let's bump that up to like 17 gallons okay okay are you including the the, the guy who's like sitting outside or are just the band members no 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 we'll, we'll leave that one out of it okay all right. Okay. Yeah, I think that sounds accurate enough. All right. Okay, I'm, Can I'm I get a paper bag to out. avoid this panic attack that I'm having? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think Heather and I are ready to to move on. Um, mm-hmm. Let's yeah. let's look okay, at our, yeah. Let's look at the next okay. uh, next alien and, and figure out the statistics. Oh yeah, there's a guy, fourth guy there. Okay. So this guy here chatting to Obi Wan and Chewie. Mm-hmm. That's Boshek. So he's basically a. He's a bit of a loser pirate, but he sh- he was in from a certain point of view, A New Hope. 
He was mm-hmm. also in some of the Empire comics from Dark Horse. Um, just one of those two-bit characters that had a bit of backstory to him. I can't remember any of it, but... Heather, how much milk do you think you get from Bojack? Almost nothing from this guy. Oh, gosh, guy. don't be creepy. Yeah, no, this guy this guy cannot be milked. That's why he tries to compensate with all the hair gel and, yeah, no... Gosh, let's... not everybody can be milk, Trevor. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, but we do, we, we do have an alien behind him. I'm pretty sure he can Chewy. be milked. Yeah. Now, it takes a special skill to do that to a, uh, a Wookiee because they can pull out your arms. And so... if you do it wrong, it'll actually come out chewy, and you don't want that. No. Yeah. But they're big creatures, so you can get a good amount out of a out of a Wookiee if done correctly. Okay. Okay, moving on. Trev, let's let's press play. Okay. Because people are not seeing you laughing no. or or the screen. No. Okay. So press play. Let's keep. I it. don't I don't know why you're laughing. I don't. Yeah. These are it's not this, a laughing matter. These are known facts. So we get the oh, droid look. bit that we talked about earlier, right? Yeah. Is that thing is that <coughs> thing on the back like a like a scanner? It it must it's be. It's a droid well, scanner, isn't it? Yeah. Like, why would you need one when they're quite obvious? Well, I mean, like, um, some androids are hard to tell. Yeah. There's, there's very few of them though in in Star Wars. Like, but got... he wants to be very thorough. Yeah. Yes. Maybe it's for, like, underage drinkers. I mean, you can put on a cloak, and then they wouldn't know if you're a droid. But I think you've only got, like, um... Valance, who's in the back in his comments, Guri from Shadows of the Empire. I can't think of any, uh... Frege from, uh... Classic Star Wars. I can't think of any others. So, a few and far between. That seems unnecessary. I think it's really a save point, you know? Because, like, when you're playing a video game, you usually hit, you know different you go through thresholds and then the game automatically saves and i think that that's what it kind of looked like like they've just gone into this new level we've been introduced to the cantina so if they were to die now they could like respawn right there at the entrance of the cantina so just to put point of interest we're not even 60 seconds past where we pressed play originally (laughs) (laughs) all right so we we're paused right now we're looking at a lot of aliens here at the bar um we do see the ig11 heads on the back there that are being used to you know because they can also be juiced actually Um, some aliens can be juiced and then i'm gonna pause on these guys the two twins two twins. do you guys see them because i think your screens may be slightly Aside from mine. Well, go for it. So, do you see the Tonica sisters? The two girls in green with black hair yes. at the bar? Yeah, they're kind of hot. So, they're in a f- certain point of view. And, you know, that they are the Tonica sisters. You know, a pair of twin smugglers. Mm-hmm. But in Legends, they are two spies. Well, not even spies. Mercenaries disguised as the Tonica sisters. Mm-hmm. So, that's Shada and Carolee. And they end up stumbling upon a piece of the Death Star 2 project or plans. And this is in A New Hope. So they're already planning the second Death Star before, before the first one's even been blown up. They oh, have, wow. Well, they have to be. It's a big and, thing. Yeah, and Sharda actually ends up working for Talon Card. 
who's, you know, it's a big character from the Air to the Empire trilogy onwards. And by the time of a new Jedi Order, it's implied, but I don't think implicitly stated, that they're in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. So, what you know, Shadow goes on to be a fairly regular character. Mostly in Timothy Zahn's works, but once you hit New Jedi Order, everyone was free game, so she got used in that as well. Interesting. And then, I don't know who the guy on the left is. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to the do- droids getting kicked outside. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Greedo, Greedo. and loads of people with their helmets on. And then some weird sound editing here where the barman doesn't even acknowledge that Luke asked for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> right, so these guys... Yes. That's got to be a Trandosha, right? I was watching this last night, and I don't know who they are. It... But, but but it's got to be a Trandoshan. I don't know who else it could be. Like Bosk and Sid and the guys who ambushed the Mandalorian. Maybe like an old one, because he looks a little more like hunched back or you know something so but we're also really short because the guy on the right is yeah. tiny yeah. he's a short person well he's old. that's the bar there but you see there's a so l- a lot of ju- he's been juiced a lot at this point <sighs> so there's a you know not a lot left out of like from <laughs> but if anyone else knows what we are i completely drew a blank of these ones i'm so i'm going with trend oceans just because i didn't know what else they were so we're gonna so Blue guys, red eyes, spacesuits. They're Duros. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. Often get confused with Nimodians, but Nimodians didn't exist when this film was made. Yep. What are, what's, so, what are these? So, with, it's, there's, there's that, um, that side scene where you've got the little wormy, horny thing on the left. Uh-huh. And the guy with a trunk and horns on the right. Now, the guy with a trunk and horns on the right only existed once the 1997 special edition came along. Mm. Before that, it was Shastavian Wolfman, which we saw in the very first side scene when we walked in the cantina. Ah. For whatever reason, they replaced him with this guy. And obviously, you've got a Labry of a Deveronian in the back. Yeah. But there was a story in. Uh, tells from Mossad Cantina where the Shastavian Wolfman, who used to be there, falls in love with the Lamproid, which is the species on the right, the weird, wormy, snarly, growly thing. And in this scene, he was actually having some sort of forced trip back from dying in the Battle of Endor and reliving his whole life. And it was all very, very trippy and very, very weird. Interesting. But I still don't know who this new guy is on the right. I like the design of this new guy. I like the 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 uh, barbs on his horn. Like yeah. they look practical, right? They could serve a purpose. What do you think, Heather? Do we like him? Mm, yeah, he's all right. He's all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Press and play. Like? Yep. See, weird, snarly, horny. Oh, there thing. we go. We know so that's this... Momo Nadon, the Arthurian. Yeah, and there's he's a, in loads of stuff. There's an old mummy guy in the back there. So I think, I'm pausing it, I think he's meant to be a given, G-I-V-I-N, but I also think there's a given in this scene somewhere that I haven't seen. And they have these weird skull-faced guys who are really good with mathematics and navigational charts and shit like that. So, okay. But I don't know if that's him. 
And then we get the whole Pondo Baba, Dr. Mm -hmm. Evazan scene. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like you. Which we, we see these two in, was it in uh, Rogue One, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, was, that, that was fun. That was fun. But his has actually been kept kind of the same in Legends and Canon. Is that he's just, he's just a twisted psychopath who likes performing yeah. weird experiments on people. And then a complete lack of cauterization from a lightsaber. <laughs> Oh, that guy. I want to talk oh, about that guy. That's Trandoshan so, again, right? The guy, with a, the guy with a hooker. Not that uh -huh. kind of hooker. You know the big smoking things. Hookers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, that's what... Yeah. <laughs> yes. The other, the other kind. So he <laughs> had like a really big um, backstory in the, the Tales anthologies as well. So that's Danik Jericho. Yeah. I can't remember the name of his species, but he looks human, right? But he's not. He has mm -hmm. these weird... Uh, how do you say this word? Uh, probosis? How do you say that? Probosis? Come on, Probosis? Help me out here, probosis? Where basically, he has these uh, tentacles come out from his face to suck people's uh -huh. life oh, force, which he calls soup. <laughs> probosis, yeah. Osmosis Jones. So he can sense people who are strong with the force, but they, his species think of it as soup. So it's food to them. So he finds, not mm -hmm. Jedi, just people who are strong with the Force without knowing it, and basically just eats them. So Heather, he's probably the guy who's milking he's... all these people. What does the Force taste like? I need to know. Uh... It, it probably has varying flavors. Depending on like where I'm, it's I'm... coming from? Yeah, I mean, say you were... so. If we talk about High Republic, right, we see that thing about people using the Force in different ways or seeing the Force in different ways. So someone who sees it as one of the things that we know to be true, someone who sees it as like a river, as a song, that's probably a, you know, a, a very watery type of soup. But someone who sees it as uh, very technical, maybe has a tinnier taste to it. I, I don't know. You know, so I feel like it should be like a seasoning that you can just get at the grocery store. Some like force flakes that you can just like add to your to your food. <laughs> and buy it. Yeah, right. You know, like I, you know, for our American listeners, that you know, we have like Trader Joe's has all those like fun um, spice spices. Like you, you can get like um, like uh, everything bagel spice, so you can cook with that and stuff like that. So. Yeah, there should be force spice. But you as far as I'm... Um, okay, maybe I will. Maybe that will be the next shirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As, as far as um aliens go, force I'm flakes. pretty much pretty much out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're at forty seven sixteen and now I'm gonna go back to playing and you guys can pause and play it again because I don't have to pause it any three every three seconds yes. anymore. Yes. Yeah, let's 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 watch the movie and talk about Force Flakes. <laughs> now, is it a serial? Because it, it does sound like a cereal, um, and you know you can have that with some milk. Or is it really like literal, like you know, I mean, like pepper? C three PO like, did so... have his own cereal. Three PO had his own cereal in the eighties. 
That was a well, thing. Yeah, of course. That was C3PO. You can get C- there were basic Cheerios with his C-3PO's. face on the cover. Of course, it, that's perfect. I mean, this is a good tune, though, of figuring down the modal nodes. Yeah. It's very catchy. Now, here we are introduced to Han Solo. And Luke still being particularly whiny, like we established on the last show. I know. There's, like, later on when they actually see the ship, and he goes, like, this is a fast ship? Like, (laughs) what is this piece of junk? And I'm like, come on, man. (laughs) See, I was watching this last night, and Alec Guinness actually looks like he's enjoying acting in this scene. I know. He doesn't always look like that. He, he really looks like he's relishing the lines. Yeah. No, that I was like thinking about that too because like of, you know, we, we did mention it last time, right, that there's all these things about or stories about how he didn't like being in the movie or something. Yeah. But you do, I mean, and if he does, if he really does not enjoy it, like he does a heck of a job because like you do believe what he's saying. I think it's that, uh, maybe that British attitude of, you know, I don't care for the script, but you're paying me, so I'm going to give yeah. it my all. Yeah. you got to do your job, man. So Exactly. He's definitely doing his job. But Harrison Ford is, I mean, he's definitely, like, also enjoying this. Like, I think the way he does, you know, he, like, he sits back and he's just all sort of like, yeah, I know what I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm Han Solo. Like, he also definitely sells that character. I can't imagine anyone else doing it, doing it, right? Like, he just does it so well. No. So, I mean, we kind of have to have a conversation about what's about to happen. And the whole Greedo and Han thing. Of course. Heather, what was your first version of this scene when Greedo meets Han? Who shot first? I think the version that I saw first was, like, the... um like the enhanced version to where it's like uh wait no the enhanced version is where you can clearly see it right whichever one was cloudy like that's the one i saw first where it was too like smoky to see anything and then i think that might have been the blu-ray where they tried to make them shoot at the same time yeah and it's kind of weird because you could see like han's head like jolt to the side a little bit (laughs) oh yeah yeah that version and then but, they change um, it. I stand again. by Han shot first. Absolutely, hundred oh, yeah. percent. I mean, he knew what was coming, so I. It's not like we can blame him or anything, but he's um, you know, he's unbuck. He unbuckles the the blaster. He's ready to shoot. He's, he's saving his own skin. No, yeah. it's McClunky. Yeah, <laughs> McClunky. McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it with a passion. Oh, Absolutely I love it. I love it. it. I love it so much. Thing is, it's not even subtitled. Everything else, it makes no sense. My clunky doesn't clunky. need very, to be. Very strong feelings about this. My clunky does not need to be translated. My clunky <laughs> is a universal word. Everyone knows what my clunky is. My clunky means no worries <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of your days. <laughs> And the rest and of his days was very short. Yes, yes. 
All right, so this is so, um, so Vader was saying stuff. that she didn't, that Leia didn't respond to the probe droid, right? Now, no, I don't think that's happened yet. I think he just said that because uh, Tarkin, we were distracted by us talking about McClunky. But because, <laughs> yeah, Tarkin is like, oh, maybe she'll respond to more persuasive methods. And now he, when he's, you know, saying that we should take her to and blow up Alderaan. But my yes, something that I was right. thinking yes, about when yes. I was watching this was that is she particularly resistant to the probe droid because of her jet, you know, like because of the force within her? Well, that's like, been a, that, um, that was a embellished in the radio drama. It wasn't just the probe droid. It was Vader as well, using all his force on her. Like, kind of yeah. like the um, scene from Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. And she was able to resist that. yeah. That's what I was like thinking about, yeah, Ray in Force Awakens and how that was a bit of a parallel. But I'm assuming that she was, you know, because she is strong with the Force because of her lineage, she's able to resist it. Here's some bad CGI, and, but decent oh. for back in the day, I guess. No, well, even that, this isn't the original Jabba. This is the second no, I know. Jabba. I know, it's, but I'm saying that ugh. probably decent in the 90s. But it does look very no. much as CGI. <laughs> and Boba Fett was I, added, right? He wasn't I have there originally. Yep, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. Yeah. And yeah. nor was I don't mind seeing. Why are there so many Rodians dressed the same? They all dress the same. Like they're just. <laughs> they, they just. They all look like Greedo. Yeah. There's like two of them in this scene alone. Yeah. Uh, and there was one and there of them was in one the background walking just around now. earlier. Yeah. They all have the same jacket. Maybe they're all part of the same scout troop. I don't know. <laughs> but everything about this is not good, shall we say. Have you seen the one where it's the, the human version? Yeah. Have yeah. you seen that human one, Heather? With, like, the fur coat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Irish accent. Yeah. Frank could be proud. <laughs> Very different version of Java there. But still better than this. <laughs> I mean, you know, as a whole, I'm glad that they kept, like, the giant slug version. But in yeah. this particular scene, yeah, it does look off. I wonder You, you if... know what offends me most about this? It isn't oh, Boba Fett looking at the camera or the bad CGI. It's that we lose this moment of the reveal of a Millennium Falcon. The way the music plays, our first look at that ship, oh, has yeah. been undercut by putting that scene with crappy CGI Jabba back in. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. I didn't think that. about but it that way. This scene here, that music, yeah. that first look at the ship. Yeah. That's oh. a really, that's a good point. Like, you're leaving, what a piece of junk. You know, that's a massive story beat, and we've lost it yeah. through just putting that in. This is true. No, that's a really good point. Um, you know, the, the, the CGI aside, it's, I understand Lucas wanted to put these scenes back in, but this is where, going back, a lot of Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars's success yeah. was not just George Lucas. It was the team he had around him. It was his wife right. who played a big part in editing the first film together. Yeah, that's the reason the scene was cut. She'd have never let him get away with this. Yeah, and it's kind of at the point he's he no longer had people to say to him, "That's a terrible idea. Don't do it." Surrounded by yes men, and 
Yeah. What you end up with is but I think she'd be happy at least knowing that there are people out there like you who like you know see these things. Yes, absolutely. I mean, something like this is a great shot. So you get to see the Falcon. Yeah. I have no problem with that at all. It's when it undercuts the the narrative story yeah. beats that I have issues. This is the the they got divorced, right? Yeah. Yeah, because she she then ended up with the the guy. In uh, in Skywalker Ranch, there's this uh, big like stained glass ceiling in his like library. Okay. And there's there the the guy who made it. That is who she ended up with. Oh really? And George Lucas still has that stained glass in that library. Oh, if it looks Painful. good, it looks yeah, good. Yeah, but it's sort know? of like, do you need to have like this one reminder of who your ex left you for? <laughs> like. You know, that's just, so he's just like the one. The one thing I did notice when I was watching this last night, which we didn't talk about when it happened, was when they first get in the cockpit. You can uh-huh. see the dice, and yeah, that's the first time I've ever seen the dice. So when Solo came out and Force Awakens came out, and there was this big, big focus on the dice. Yeah, I couldn't really get it because I'd never seen them. Yeah, no, they're there. And to actually, yeah, but you. There's just one scene where you can actually see them in. I was like, okay, they're making a big, massive deal out of these dice. Yeah. But and to actually see myself in this film, I'm, you know, 40 years on, I'm still seeing things I never noticed. Yeah, I didn't know that the dice existed until Solo came out. And I was like, oh, everyone is acting like it's already a thing because it is. <laughs> exactly. But it, but it wasn't. It wasn't a thing. But they made it a thing for yeah. Force Awakens and Last Jedi and Solo. But it, yeah, I mean, I I like that it's it, they made it into a thing, right? Because like then you're like picking out this like small details, and then you give it a little bit more of a meaning. I mean, that's what that's what you just did with all those characters in the cantina too, it, right? Exactly. Yes. You provide a backstory to all these things. Hey, expanding the universe. There you go. That's what we do However, here at UTD. Do you know what Grand Moff Tarkin is wearing on his feet? Yeah, he's uh, not slippers. wearing boots. He's wearing yeah, slippers. he's wearing his slippers. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. that. That's, that's why smart. he's always. That's why he's always filmed from like the waist up, basically, yeah. or the thighs up. And it's weird watching these scenes and listening to the many different variations on pronouncing of Aldron and Leia. Yeah. Have you guys read Tarkin? Yes. Yes. Like it is a good book, but like there was almost a whole chapter just about like designing yep. the uniform yep. that he's wearing right now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, wow, we're really doing this. I re- yeah, I, 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 I thought the same thing. They, they were trying to make sense of a whole um, the badge and color yeah. button system about because it made no sense in the film. So many people have tried to retcon that into this is lieutenant, this is admiral. Yeah. And they put a lot of emphasis on like how his pants like flare out mm-hmm. on the sides. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't think anybody else has that. Yeah. I kind of hope if they do release uh, Star Wars Detours that there is a Tarkin with slippers. <laughs> oh, they have to. Right? Because, like, it's also people sort of, like, know about this, too. So it would be fun to just have that version. I when love I the way that... I saw screenshots of, like, um, Star Wars Detours, I was like, what? This looks silly. What is this? But then I saw clips of it, yeah. and it's actually, like, really funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's amazing. It's hilarious. I really wanted to get released. Because they leaked the whole episode, didn't they? And it's just... Mm-hmm. The whole one it's with... It's actually um, clever humor, yeah. Yeah. Where uh, oh, Zuckers and Fallon 
hold uh, Dexter's diner hostage, and they think they're these massive bounty hunters, but they're just stupid, and it's... <laughs> <laughs> So um, a lot of people died just now. Yeah, 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 we, yeah that totally happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but if I was given a lightsaber for the first time mm-hmm. and there was a probe droid firing random blaster shots at me, I wouldn't be able to deflect a single one. So he's doing quite well. He's got the force. Yeah, that's a good point. Never mind the fact that he does it with a mask on in a bit. Yeah. First time out. And I know he's strong in the force, but come on. I had like that, um, what's it called? The force trainer toy thing. Oh yeah, is that when you plug into the TV? Up and down. Yeah, it was like the the design of like the training remote or whatever. Yeah. I remember like when I first got that, I spent a good couple hours on it, and it would just to me it just seemed to go up and down randomly. And after a while, I was like, am I even doing anything, or <laughs> is it just deciding when it goes up and down to make me feel like I'm doing something? Did did you feel like you, you could access the force at all? Um, back then no, but lately I have been doing like um I've been heavy into meditation lately with the whole incense sticks and candles and everything, and like there have been times where I'm just like, hmm, am I transcending? <laughs> like maybe <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one of these days yeah. I'll get there. I mean, as, as a tangent, I'm actually, when I was younger, I used to be a big believer in all that stuff. And you, as you grow older and adult responsibilities kind of weigh in, you get very closed-minded about this stuff. But when I was younger, it used to feel very much in touch with my surroundings of the universe. And there's been a couple of these weird coincidences over like the last two months or so. You know when you kind of feel like the world's on your side as opposed to against you? I've kind of felt like that recently, which... Gave me a bit of um, put a spring on my step. Put it that way. It kind of puts you in touch with, with these feelings again that adult life kind of sometimes blocks out. Oh, that's nice. Or am I being a bit too hippie? No, nah, no, not at good. all. I mean, we, I mean, especially over the last like fifteen months, I think it's, hope at least for me, it's been a good time to since you know we're just stuck at home and stuff it's been a good time to really reflect on on things and try to be more in touch with everything around you and and you know be more mind practice mindfulness and all that kind of stuff so yeah i know i know that's been a thing for me too yeah i got into healing crystals I've been. I've seen your your crystals on your facebook so i've gotten more since oh yeah (laughs) you have a whole like shelf now we're just full of crystals no, I mean, I got a little tray that mm-hmm. I'm putting them in now, but I might need a shelf eventually. Okay. But, like, I mostly got into it because they're pretty and they they're are. shiny. Yeah. And, like, you know, I don't really believe in, like, ghosts, and I'm not really all that spiritual, but it's kind of, like, um, it's relaxing just having something, like, smooth and shiny in your hand mm-hmm. and just, like, you know, re- reflecting on your thoughts yeah. and stuff. No, that's are a whole... healing kyber crystals? <laughs> <laughs> No, that might be too strong for me. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's definitely a thing about just holding like yes, like smooth stones and just sort of like on, in your hand and just like feeling the texture or lack of. So that's a yeah, that's definitely a way or a thing about trying to to relax and and meditate. 
So we're. So, at, uh, I have a pointy one. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're so up to the guys coming out of hyperspace, going into the asteroids, just for anyone, you know, keeping track and where we're at. There's no Alderaan. Yeah, it's definitely gone. Well, I mean, there is. They're hitting a bunch of chunks of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, hmm, there, there didn't used to be like meteors yeah, here or ash. There, what's this asteroid yeah. field? Is that a foot? So, as you can imagine, there's tons of fan edits of this movie, you know, trying to bring it back to the original 77 version. There's a guy called Adiwan who did like a a hybrid fan edit where you tried to restore the colors yeah. and the effects, but also bring it up to date. And he put a shot in of the moment before Alderaan gets blown up of Alderaan. And you get buildings and get Bail Organa on a balcony with Jar Jar Binks next to him. Oh. So, you know, like the scene in Force Awakens where you see the senators on the planet before yeah. Hosdian Prime gets blown up. Yeah. He did that to Alderaan, but he just happened to have Jar Jar Binks in there. And you kind of don't know who to root for. Hmm. So you see a foot being blown up <laughs> in this one edit. You don't see a foot. Uh, What's even the point? <laughs> <laughs> right, if you're not going to make Star Wars gory when you edit it, then why why are you even wasting your time? <laughs> I, I don't think it was meant to be like an R-rated version. <gasps> That's what I want. Come on, Lucas. Come on, Disney. I mean, you've already got if the non-quarterized arm. If they rated Star Wars, I hope it's uh, Death Troopers. Ooh. Like a Tarantino Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> that, yeah, that would be awesome. Death Troopers, though, yeah. Get all, like... Well, I mean, I guess it would be, like, Death Troopers a novel, right? Not the Death Troopers that we've seen in the movie. Yeah, yeah the, the novel. The, yeah. Like, proper zombie... R-rated Star Wars movie. That would be cool. I'm sorry, but look at the cinematography of this. The Falcon mm-hmm. being dragged into the Death Star. That's amazing. And the music, right? Like yeah. the, the way they like hype it up. It's fantastic. And a mouse droid. I love mm-hmm. those things. Or MSE dash six droid. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I also love the map paintings of like the de- like the um, the Death Star and. And that's what I mean about Lucas just surrounding himself with so many talented people mm-hmm. jumped aboard this. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't imagine it without the concept art. You couldn't imagine it without the music. Just a perfect storm of awesomeness. Yeah. And and to think that none of these people do if it was going to work. Right? <laughs> that's also pretty amazing. That for this first, this first movie, no one knew if it was going to f- be a big flop. But there's all this talent surrounding it and all these people willing to take that chance and to try new things. Oh, so there's no one inside, but they were able to really quickly determine that there were no life forms in that uh, escape uh, pod, right? Earlier on. Yeah, I think that's, we, we talked about this last time, didn't we? It's like, yeah. They're, they're, I just don't think their sensors are very good. Yeah. That's why we got to send someone aboard with like a giant Hoover. I know. It's just like, yep, didn't spot these guys at all. No, this ship was just randomly in the right place, yep. and we just <laughs> we we can tell when there's no life signs aboard, and 
say, oh, it must be droids, but yeah. we can't tell when there are life signs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he like here's the thing. So Vader does ask to send the scanners in, right? So I'm assuming that they have like portable life form scanners, which I guess this is what that is. However, they also have remote ones that they could have used when they were dragging the ship in, but yeah, they I mean, didn't do got- that. It's just a giant Dyson, isn't it? That's what we got. We got a giant <laughs> Dyson in a case. Yeah. And none of the guys stood at the bottom here, this. Yeah. They go, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, that one turned around for a second. Yeah. But he kind of does. He, he did what I do at work, where if you notice a problem and you don't want to <laughs> deal with it, you kind of just like. <laughs> <laughs> you have like pay attention. And you're like, oh wait, maybe I can just like play that off. Like I'm not paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we've said before in on the show. It's like the guys that they've got on the Death Star. These aren't the cream of a the crop. They're like they're on the Death Star. What can happen to them? This is where they just send over really, really bad stormtroopers. Right. I'm also. How did how did they get here? Like, I, I know they took care of the two stormtroopers right outside the Millennium Falcon. I've never considered that. Where, like, aren't there other <laughs> troopers and, and, like, Imperials around, like, looking at the whole, like, space? I mean, it seems yeah, unlikely they're that not this all is the in next suits. room. Exactly. <laughs> and if they're not all in suits, then why do they even need those two suits to begin with, right? <laughs> Right, so here's a massive bugbear of mine. So R2's plugging into the system, right? Yes. And that scene in The Force Awakens when he wakes up and supplies the missing part of the map to Luke. Yeah. In the novel, this is where he got it from. So when he hacked into the Death Star, he downloaded all the Imperial records. So when he decided to wake up for plot convenience purposes... Yes. It was retconned as being, this is where he got that missing part of the map from, was this scene here. I'm sure he could have said that earlier. Yeah. I do love the doors, though. This is the other part. The way everyone just pauses while they ramp the doors up, roll camera again, and everyone (laughs) else just holds free. Freeze! Stay there! Yeah, you can actually see a little bit of a of a shift yeah. in the camera there, right? <laughs> I love the the casualness of Harrison Ford in the scene, just leaning on Chewie. I, love I know. That. I was yeah, I noticed that earlier too when I was watching this. I was also just looking at the whole like room too, right? Like there's all this is what I was thinking about too, because like there's no screens here looking like some security cameras looking at that dock right that docking station or or something yeah no cctv yeah so like (laughs) which i guess it's fine but then i'm like so what's the purpose of this room and i mean it's also i mean it's a closet essentially you have no no like no ways to look out or maybe it's a very secure room I like how um, Han was about to easily like just dismiss his future wife. Like, no, I don't want to go after mm-hmm. her. And imagine that they didn't. <laughs> right? 
the, the sound editing and the overdubs are really, really apparent in this scene, though. Yeah? Yeah, you can tell when it's been ADR'd afterwards. Mm. Yeah, I also find it interesting here, like, you know, um, Luke is just proposing that she, you know, all this money and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that planet just got blown away. <laughs> like, any money that she had is now blown to bits. And I feel like Han Solo could have figured that out, right? He's too blinded by riches. <laughs> 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 like all lo all logic and reasoning is out the door. He just hears the money and he's like, "Yeah, okay." It was, but couldn't he have gone there on his own though? I mean, he's like, "Let's rescue this princess." You can assume that a princess has money. I guess you you don't have you don't know that she is a princess of Alderaan, but like, you know, maybe she's carrying around her wallet, or maybe it's like in some um like bigger bank that spans like. You know, all the planets, not just Alderaan. That would make it's like off planet somewhere. Yeah, you have you. Well, <laughs> maybe it's like sort of they a kind of corrupt government, and you keep um, your bank in a neutral planet, right? Like, <laughs> like how all the people here uh, have their Cayman Islands like bank account or something like that. <laughs> you put your money somewhere else. <laughs> You know, they could have, yeah, because that was something else kind of going back to the whole, like, uniform thing, because they also took care of the two other Imperials that were carrying those scanners, right? They could have given that uniform. compartments. Well, but they could have taken their uniform and given that to Obi-Wan. But Obi-Wan needed to keep his cape. easier way to do it. Yeah. So. I was just um, watching all the guys walking past while they were waiting for the lift, just looking at for rank insignias and there was like a couple of guys in white wait, but they're not Grand Admirals the rank insignias mm. are all wrong there was some guy with no insignia at all it makes no sense it's oh. really not consistent no see they, they actually just keep it all and there's you know this locker room right and there's just a bunch of the same uniform every morning you just go there yeah. and there's there's this basket full of like all these like colored buttons so just take one yeah, just put it's a like few you just on. Get your name badge at work. Exactly. You just pick it out that morning, and maybe you're lucky, <laughs> and you get to get a few more like reds and yellows. Um, but you know, if you get there late, you don't get to have everything. So, tough luck. Obviously, I like this guy. So I'm looking at the um, the matte painting of the the corridor behind because I know that's mm -hmm. been changed a few times. That's the kind of things my eyes get drawn to. All the many, many cameras in this room. The one yes. room with loads of cameras. I know. Shoot that and, one. And, and I, yet, shoot I, that I one. love how they make sure to, like, <laughs> you know, show that they're shooting all of them out. I mean, the, the cameras, it's actually the, the head of the, um, the treadmill droid from oh, yeah. Luke's homestead. Yeah. There we go. Shoot some more cameras for everyone. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> totally unnecessary, to be honest. Yeah. Like, just show us, like, two or three being blown up. No, I mean, like, I, I like the aggressiveness of shooting them, but they mm -hmm. didn't have to show every single one, especially that last one. I'm like, okay, dude, we get it. 
You know there's that one person who, like, took note of all the cameras in the room. And, <laughs> That's like, right. they put together all the different angles of the cameras being right, shot at. Right, right, right. They're they're probably, like, they still missed one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's some, yeah, people online on Reddit <laughs> that have actually done that. I love Luke's reaction there. He's just sort of like jumping like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> he's just like looking everywhere. <laughs> and his reaction here, too, he, the, the way he just sort of like yeah, goes to the side like, huh? <laughs> like proper flirty layer. I know, I know. Going to flirt away out of prison. Well, and if you notice this, it's the same position that Jeff Goldblum is on on Jurassic Park when he has his like shirt like open, it's the same, <laughs> it's the same thing. So you're completely Jeff, right. Jeff Goldblum was inspired by Leia in Star Wars, and they knew that you I'm know. I'm not was John... sure which of his movies is now tainted for me. Whether yeah. it's Jurassic Park, I'll never be able to look well, the same way out again, or it, this one. If you also listen closely to the music, because it's all John Williams, right? So John Williams also tried to make sure that these two scenes were connected musically. So just <laughs> listen to those beats, and it's the, same, it's the same thing. It's the same few notes. One is more Star Wars, the other one is obviously a little more Jurassic Park-ish, but it's the same four notes that go on when you see Jeff Goldblum and... Princess Leia. I'm definitely gonna look out for that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This is a hundred percent true. I, I still don't understand why they have to blow the door open when I'm sure they could have just overridden it from the other side. We're almost to our pausing point for today. So, yeah, I think that we'll do it right when, uh, right when she takes the gun and blows the gray. So right before they go into the trash shoot, because that that's a good scene change, and then you know other things happen after that. I love three PO when we see him over whole. I, it's just is what it is. I'm being a proper butler. Yeah, and he looks so dirty as well. He does. Really grubby. Well, I mean, he, you know, he does just come from a desert planet. But he got an oil bath. He he did, yes. But then they went into Moss Eisley, so ah, you know, but he, he could. He was told to wait outside. Oh yeah, yeah. Do we have any stories of like, um, what is going on right outside the cantina? And what, like, 3PO and R2-D2 are seeing? Uh, there's a book called Heroes in Hiding, which is like a kid's pop-up book about... They hide in the... I think it's before that. You know where they hide in the doorway? Yeah. When the stormtroopers are looking. And then they hide in a dumper truck and behind some bins and hide in various places before okay. that. Uh, I'm sure there is stories about what happens while we're outside, yeah. but... And... I don't know Pausing right now because Han Solo just went through. So we are at one hour nineteen of the movie. Yeah. And I gotta say, I mean, all this shooting going around, I wonder what other what the other prisoners in this cell 
block our thinking. And if they're just hoping for one of the blaster blasts to like hit one of their, you know, one of those red big red buttons and open their gates out. So, I mean, why why would you even keep prisoners on the Death Star? Like, well, every proper imperial ship needs to have some like area for prisoners. Maybe they just transport so them to the, the spice mine the castle. Button is to open the door. I thought it was one of those buttons where you smack it and it goes, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume that they have to open the doors, right? I mean, every single one of these compartments has it. I mean, I, I guess, you know, you could see it that way. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's going to be it for today. So our next episode is, of course, going to be the part three of Star Wars A New Hope. And that's when we will finish the movie. Um, there's, you know, a lot of other very important scenes to, to come. Yes. Uh, one, we spent, one or two. Yeah, I mean, we, we spent a lot of time in the cantina today. So, um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was that was fun. <laughs> we, we figured out how, you know, how much we could milk uh, some aliens. So that was also really important. <laughs> that was too. my favorite part. That was great. So thank you, Heather, for, <laughs> for helping you. us with that. Um, all right. So in the meantime, guys, just do us a favor and subscribe and rate our show on all your podcast apps and let your friends know about us too. Um, if for some reason you haven't yet, make sure to join our Discord. We have a very active community there sharing their thoughts on the latest episode of whatever show on Disney+. Plus reading along to the newest book release, selling their books and collectibles, and sharing their artwork and fanfic. Most importantly, that is where you can get our latest news and discuss anything Star Wars Archives. If you have not joined, just head on over to utini.com slash discord. I kind of combined that in there, but utini.com slash discord <laughs> and click the join now button on that page. Uh, uh, yeah, that was definitely a lot, Trev. You did well, man. You did well. Besides Discord, where can people find you? So, yeah, I'll be in the Discord. And if you choose to, then I am at Davy Todd on Twitter. Heather? Working. I am on Twitter at Heather G or Instagram at Heather1027. That's H-E-Y-T-H-U-R. There you go. And I am the Joxy on Twitter. And I'm also um, available on Discord. So, again, thank you, Heather. Thank you, Trev, for watching this uh, second part of A New Hope with me. And thank you to all of our Patreon members for supporting us and making this show possible. And thank you, listeners, for continuing to hear us talk about anything and everything Star Wars. And with that, I can now say radio out. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you. <laughs>